Today on CityCast Philly, we've talked on the show about just how crowded the mayoral race is. There's so many Democratic candidates and so many ideas about the future direction of the city. I'm talking with a reporter about where candidates are getting their money, what that says about them, and why this matters to voters. It's Monday, April 17th. I'm Trina Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Mayor Rindy, you're an investigative reporter at Billy Penn, and you've been covering the mayoral primary race. You know, I'm curious. I've read several different figures just about how much candidates have raised so far, and I see that it's a it's a number close to more than twenty million dollars. You know, that seems like a lot of money is flowing into these campaigns. You know, why should you know the average voter care? Why does this matter? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, money is uh, very important in the race. Um, and we we already saw that early on because Jeff Brown, who's a grocery store owner, personally wealthy, um, has super PACs raising money for him. He was able to get a lot of expensive TV commercials uh, running very early before anyone else. He wasn't that well known, but that boosted his name recognition a lot. And supposedly he was the leading candidate, at least for a little while um, in surveys. So that money uh, allowed him to become a real player in the race, whereas he wasn't that well known before. And some of the other candidates are sort of catching up now or just starting to spend money on TV now and and trying to get themselves out there. So money is really is really crucial for the people who want to win this race. I, d- I feel like we do have to mention, though, that there there was some criticism about some of those ads and the accuracy of those ads from Jeff Brown's uh, campaign. But also, you know, I want to talk a little bit about maybe the different types of funding that candidates are doing in this particular race. Let's break this down a bit. How much has been raised from each candidate? Some candidates have been putting, like you said, millions of their own dollars in their campaigns. Let's talk about candidates who are primarily self-funding. Yeah, there are two candidates who really stand out. That would be Brown, the grocery store owner, and Alan Dom, who owns uh, hundreds of properties around the city. Dom really stands out. He has either loaned or given his campaign $7 million so far, which is you know way more than, than anybody else. And then Brown has given or loaned his campaign uh, a little more than a million dollars. So those those two are the by far the biggest fundraisers. And then Helen Gim, who's often discussed as uh, another leading candidate, she's raised $767,000. Um, and then Rebecca Reinhardt and Sherelle Parker are are a little a little behind her. But those those three candidates, those three women, they have not given their campaigns significant amounts of money from their own pockets. So it's safe to say that those campaigns are getting money from individual contributions? Yeah. Um, 
in fact, they they brag some of the campaigns about how many small contributions they've gotten. Helen Gim talks a lot about that, how many contributions she's gotten even of less than $50 or how many contributions have come from within the city as opposed to from outside the city. But there is a lot of money coming in from from unions, for example, from companies or, or people who work for companies can, can give up to certain limits. So I think a lot of the money is coming from those bigger donors. Can you help me to understand the idea behind that? Is it maybe like small amounts will make a bigger impact or how, I mean, how does that compare $50 to a million dollars? Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll hear sometimes candidates when they're speaking kind of truthfully about how hard it is if you're getting donations $25 at a time or $50 at a time. Some of them will will set up a kind of ask their supporters to do repeating donations. I've seen, uh, for example, city council candidates who will get a donation every month of $5 from somebody, but it adds up over, over several months. That's like a months. subscription. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, they're, they're, they're trying hard. But then, yeah, they get those big donations from the unions. Are, those are major major sources. And then sometimes you'll see, for example, a law firm, many different people working for one law firm or some other company will give the maximum amount to a candidate. So that adds up because those maximums are a few thousand dollars per person. So that's that, I think, is where the candidates get a lot of their funding. Another major player in funding a candidate is something called a super PAC. Now, can you remind us what a super PAC is? Yeah, sure. So a PAC is a political action committee and they're organizations that collect money, fundraise and spend it on, they could spend it on, for example, TV ads supporting a candidate, but they're not supposed to coordinate with the candidate. They're they're supposed to be an independent group. So under Supreme Court, Uh, Citizens United ruling, these PACs, they can raise as much as they want from whoever they want. They don't have to disclose their donors in most situations, but they can't coordinate with the candidates. Um, And because they can raise so much money, they're becoming a bigger and bigger part of the political landscape here. They can just raise so much more than a candidate campaign can, can raise on its own and they get these big chunks of money. So they're they're the ones who are buying a lot of the TV ads and doing a lot of the spending. So speaking of super PACs, one thing that has happened recently is that the City Board of Ethics has accused candidate Jeff Brown of illegally coordinating with the super PACs that's supporting his candidacy. What exactly are they alleging? Yeah, this is the, the big political story of the past couple of weeks. They say that last year, a super PAC called for a better Philadelphia. It's actually two organizations. It's a PAC and then a nonprofit raised tons of money from big donors to buy TV ads basically for Jeff Brown, but that Brown was deeply involved in the process, that he was talking to donors, that he was organizing fundraising events. Um, And that, if that happened, that would be totally illegal because that's coordination. Once he starts coordinating with a PAC, any money that the PAC spends on his behalf becomes a contribution subject mm-hmm. to the city limits, which is you know not very much money. I think twenty five thousand dollars now. 
for for a committee like that. Got so it. so there the the board of ethics alleges, you know, dozens and dozens of violations and Jeff Brown says, "No, no, it, it's not a big deal. Everyone does it." But but yeah, that was a a big revelation recently. I was just going to ask you what's Brown's response been? Yeah, so so he says, you know, everyone has a super PAC, which is true, not everyone, but a lot of the candidates have super PACs. Although those super PACs that the other candidates have disclosed their donors and, as far as we know, aren't coordinating. And so they aren't doing anything that might be illegal. And he also sort of criticized the Board of Ethics. He said, this is a political attack on me. Although the Board of Ethics is pretty, you know, they're, they're lawyers who are really focused on enforcing campaign finance law. So the argument that they have a political agenda is, I don't think a lot of people would agree with that. And now this case will also continue and it'll be heard around April 24th, right? Yeah, that's right. There will be, uh, they got an injunction from a judge. Basically, the the PAC agreed to stop spending money, which who knows how important that is because we're pretty pretty late in the campaign at this point. But then, yeah, the Board of Ethics is asking for a more comprehensive ruling and they could even punish the PAC or, or rather the campaign and force it to to pay back money that was illegally spent on its behalf. So it'll be interesting to see what happens at that court hearing on April 24th. Very interesting. I mean, candidates also get money from unknown sources in this race, right? What does that say about candidates and what does that say about this race? Yeah. So the, the, again, the, the candidate campaigns, their official campaign organization, they have to, disclose who all their donors are. And there are these long lists on the city's website of, of every little donor donation they got. I think actually anything over $50. So we know where they're getting funded. But those PACs in a lot of circumstances don't have to disclose their who they're getting money from. A lot of them do, I think, but but one of the ones supporting Brown isn't. And so that's raised all kinds of concerns. And in fact, this board of ethics lawsuit was interesting because they subpoenaed records and they disclosed who some of those donors were. There was a donation from a professional sports team of $250,000 to Brown's PAC. And that's raised concern because people think it's the 76ers, the basketball team, that's involved in this controversial plan to build right. a new arena in mm-hmm. downtown Philly. And so they're like, is this basketball team trying to influence the mayoral race? So there are some situations where it's really caused a lot of concern about undue influence or hidden influence on candidates. Mayor, is that why it's important for people to know where candidates are getting their money from? Yeah, I mean, that's the argument. Philadelphia has had an ethics board, a board of ethics for uh, a number of years now, and it was set up in response to some scandals relating to corruption or alleged corruption relating to elections. And uh, that's what a lot of the candidates will say. Certainly those who are criticizing Jeff Brown now will say, you know, the elections have to be clean. We have to know where the money is coming from. We have to know who's who's uh, influencing, who will be the next mayor of Philadelphia, who will have all this immense power over the future of the city. All right. That's Mayor Rindy, investigative reporter at Billy Penn. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Trinae. We'll have a link to Mayor's full story in our show notes. And here's what else Philly's talking about. 
Speaking of the mayor's race, Council President Daryl Clark endorsed former council member and candidate Sherelle Parker. Now, according to the Inquirer, Parker was a previous member of Clark's leadership team. Along with Clark's support, Parker has also received several endorsements from other elected officials. The Democratic primary happens on May 16th. And the mayor's office announced that it will conduct an independent study of the community impact, economic opportunities, and design and traffic challenges of the proposed 76ers arena in Market East. The community in the surrounding area has also voiced their concerns that they'll be impacted if this proposal is approved. It's time for the tip of the day, where we share a life hack for living in Philly. Tomorrow is tax day. I hope you're not too stressed. But the city has financial empowerment centers where you can get free one-on-one financial advice. You can make an appointment by calling 855-FIN-PHIL. They offer sessions in English and Spanish. But if you need other language support, let them know. We'll have a link to the center so you can find one that's near you. Check out our show notes. If you have a tip of the day, we'd love to hear from you, too. Call or text us at 215-259-8170. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode, send it to a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.